on the Spencer the Pez, poking out at the cons, Renaissance fests, watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. It is Wednesday, January 31st, National Gorilla Suit Day, and this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. <laughs> I don't know that you have to actually sound like a gorilla. That was more like a chimp. Hmm? Yeah. All right. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. With me tonight on the podcast are... Oh, we say our names now? Yeah. Did I miss that last time? Go ahead, monkey. Smooth. <laughs> uh, this is Andy from uh, Fanboy Planet Comics. Um, store owner. What's the address? I'm the store owner. The address is 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105. That's in Santa Clara, California. Our phone number is 408-985-7481. You know, give us a call. It's go. the only place I buy my comics. And that was... Oh, we're supposed to say our names now? No, okay. <laughs> uh, this is Lon Lopez reporting for Fanboy Planet News. You know, and I'm Rick Bretsnyder just hanging out. Yeah, and so much more. Put that away, by the way. It's, it's been bothering me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's the only place I sell my comics. <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, National Gorilla Suit Day, of course, was started by Don Martin. It's in honor of something he did in Mad Magazine and declared it was January 31st. So, uh, Fanboy Planet participated this year, put up the banner, Mark Avenier, uh from newsforme.com, and, and more importantly, Mark Avenier from having written just about every kind of project under the sun. Uh, has been touting it, and uh, we actually got a link. I put a banner up for National uh, for Gorilla Suit Day, and uh, he he linked to it on newsforme.com, so it was very exciting Sweet. to see that. I like Mark Avenier. Yeah. We, we all like Mark Avenier. We've also, I also want to thank uh, Keith Champagne, because this week uh, Fanboy Planet got a new entry in Wikipedia because of uh, our, my interview with him in print that we did about the Green Lantern Corps, because now if you look at Green Lantern Corps on Wikipedia, there's... Thing about the Green Lantern Corps and a link to this interview about it, Rainbow Planet. So thank you, Keith. God bless you for being such a supporter. But let's get to serious subjects. Like, who listens to this show anyway? You know, my wife listens to this show. God bless her. My <laughs> wife listens to this show as I edit it. Oh, that's very has, good. Has, has, either of them, the door. has either of them ever said how funny I am? No. Oh, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> what? Andy, wait. He's a sensitive soul. Yeah, and he and he stages outrage so well. And he's so, a good actor too. <laughs> I'm not an actor, but I play one on TV. Oh. <laughs> Actually, Andy and had to. Andy had to leave to go home to his wife, who doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> In fact, he hasn't actually told her yet that. But he's, she does think Andy's funny. Yeah, she does think Andy's funny. That had to be the reason. He hasn't even told her that he owns a comic book store. She thinks he's actually a drug dealer. That's okay. And she's proud. She so does not think I'm funny. They're like drugs to me. <laughs> Indeed. And on free comic book day this year, the first one is free. All right. Uh, top story today. We actually have a... We have, this is affecting when the fanboy world and the real world collide. Huge bomb scare in, in Boston. How many episodes? I don't know. Let's see, let's see what Cartoon Network can do to screw up national security next. Uh, today on Wednesday, January 31st, a huge bomb scare in Boston. And I cannot believe that they did not think this was going to cause some sort of problem. Um, in a promotion, uh, Ron, you... No, uh, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. All right, uh, we got this from Yahoo News. A television, I like how they say that, a television network's marketing campaign went badly awry on Wednesday, causing a day-long security scare in Boston that closed bridges, shut major roads, and put hundreds of police on alert. It turns out that uh, <laughs> that, uh, they, that Cartoon Network, well, it says Turner Broadcasting, because even though it's, you know, we've got to blame the big blame one. Blame the big guy. He's Let's, got pockets. You know what? But it's even the bigger guy. It's Deep really pockets. Warner, Time Warner. Ooh. But it says Turner Broadcasting, as if that means anything anymore placed electronic devices at bridges and other spots to promote an animated cartoon. 
Police mistook the small battery-powered electronic billboards as possible improvised bombs. I like this. They placed them around bridges near medical centers. I think was there one snuck into an airport because that would be the icing on the cake. Well, that's where everybody goes, and they need advertising. Right, and so what better way to advertise than this is quite an explosive campaign for? (laughs) Oh, by afternoon, I think you blew it there. Yeah, they discovered the first one on a bridge led police to stop morning rush hour traffic on an interstate highway just north of Boston, halt a busy train line, cordon off the area, and deploy a bomb squad, which blew it up. Uh, By afternoon, at least nine more of the suspicious devices were found. Authorities mobilized emergency crews, federal agents, bomb squads, hundreds of police, and the U.S. Coast Guard. Ashton Kutcher came in (laughs) as traffic froze in parts of the city. They were encased in dark plastic, consisted of blinking lights wired to an electronic circuit board to project an animated cartoon image in an outdoor promotion for a show on Turner's Cartoon Network called Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So Rick managed to look this up on his BlackBerry, and they had a picture of the so-called bombs. And it was so, a Motorola Q. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, Motorola Q, sponsor, proud sponsor of the Fanboy Planet podcast. <laughs> they will be. If they they'll be. if they'll give us a couple extra Motorola Qs so Lon and I can keep up with Rick and we can, you know, text you each go. other during board meetings. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm, I'm teaching Catholic school. I'm girls. texting you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um gee. And you know, So these covered? characters, what were they? They were the Moon and Knights. The, the Moon and Knights, Knights, which are these uh, li- terribly high resolution graphics. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. They're like a little Atari old twenty six hundred. It's Atari. like the characters from Space Invaders. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they and they flip people off. So it's uh, of them fli- of them flipping somebody off. And it were little like light like LED displays or we something. We do not recognize the significance of your traffic. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it looks like that's probably what it was. Little LED display. The, uh, like a light bright. Yeah. They're magnetic lights that pose no danger. <laughs> The Turner Broadcasting System said. Uh, the devices, which police said resembled improvised exploding devices, and this is scary about the rest of the world, had been in place for two to three weeks in Boston, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, Austin, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. I've seen a TV show <laughs> based around this. What's it called? Uh, Armageddon? No. Uh, 2024? No, Jericho. <laughs> Jericho. There we go. We regret that they were mistakenly thought to pose any danger. Uh, so apparently, <laughs> I like this. I am deeply dismayed to learn that many of the devices, many of the devices, are a part of a marketing campaign," said Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick, adding that he will consult with the state's attorney general for a response. I predict they'll be on eBay in no time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want one now. Uh, so this, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, and it is great because, of course. Uh, in just a couple months, there's an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, movie coming out. So probably what they're promoting. Probably actually what they are. I think it's, you know the mainstream media is not really aware that there's a movie coming, and uh, well, the mainstream media didn't even know what the hell they were. So I love how they're like. Uh, apparently, it's for some show called Aqua Teen Hunger, Hunger Force. Force. So or we something? know that these hungry. That can't be right. Water breathing youths are a trouble. Uh, is it a yeah. show about water or teens? I don't. Are they hungry? I well, of course, it is a show in which actually the title makes no sense in comparison right. to what goes on. But but which part makes of that no great. Sense. But what's worse here? The fact that the the people who are doing this promotion didn't even think to notify local authorities or anything, or the fact that everyone is so paranoid that they see the first sign of a little flashing, blinking thing. I say it's three levels. I've got three levels of, pro- of issues ooh, here. Oh, do me, uh, which, Oh, dear God. Give it to me. Uh, that, they, that, they wouldn't, that they wouldn't alert, because I would think that you'd have to have some kind of license to do some sort of advertising, which then speaks to how badly the communication is within the city that someone could report that and no one at City Hall uh, would realize uh, we okayed those uh, or maybe they right, didn't. Right. So either way, you know, it, it, several things have gone wrong here. And the fact that if they didn't alert anybody, and for two to three weeks, at least ten other major cities have had them and and nobody's noticed, we are so toast. Well, I don't did – did the report say that they'd been there or they're yeah, going to be? It says they had been in place for two to three weeks in these other cities. Oh, uh, okay. They, and, in fact, they hadn't lit up yet because the, the timer had well, the, <laughs> <laughs> So they were just this innocuous little black box. Uh, they had this guy They had this guy in a robe and a beard with a walkie-talkie go, go! <laughs> and uh, it all went to hell. Oh, man. 
that's terrifying. Yeah, but you're you're right. It's it's. Uh, I don't know who to be mad at. I don't. It's one of those things. Once again, do I laugh or do I cry? Blame uh, FEMA. Brownie. Mm, I, what was that guy's name? Uh, yeah, you're doing a heck of a job. Brownie's <laughs> out of there. Brownie's out I of blame, there. I blame Shake. You blame Master Shake. Master Shake. It was probably totally. all his plan. Totally yeah. is. He's such a jerk. Yeah. Such a jerk. So if you haven't watched Aqua Teen Hunger He's Force, we, we do have, of course, Meatwad's the victim. Uh, if Wait. you don't know what Aqua Teen Hunger Force is, you can go to Fanboy Planet and order it through because Amazon. you have a life. You have, well, true. It's on late at night, I believe. It's the kind of show that your mom says, is that supposed to be funny? That's just gross. Shut up, Mom. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is a, like Cartoon Network and the Adult Swim. Like, Adult Swim is its own kind of, like, chapter it of is a its Cartoon own new Network. Thing. Yeah. And yeah. you know it's run by a bunch of young young Turks and young kids. Stoned and, young Turks. And you know what I mean? So maybe they just were like, hey, this will be really cool, man. Yeah. And then they did it, and they are like, uh-oh. That's totally something I'd do. I'd yeah. But stupid. now, of course, they're going, you know, Turner, you know, is flipping his lid right now going. Uh, Turner actually has nothing to do with Turner Well, I mean, Turner Broadcasting, yeah. you know what I mean? They're, they're He's sitting not there. flipping his lid. He's fishing. No, I don't mean I mean Turner Broadcasting. All right, whatever company. I'm sorry. I got to do too much. I got to be Andy and me, and I'm sorry. It's just yeah, it's, it's it's taking right. a lot of of effort. Mm. And <laughs> more than I have. I just think that when that movie does air, though, it's going to totally blow up. But anyways, uh, boom. <laughs> oh, I meant Zoom. Thank uh, you. I don't know. Uh, and so let's, <laughs> let's talk to an interesting event in comics this week. Ghost Rider finale. Doesn't mean mm. the Ghost Rider's come to an end. But uh, it, it, it was released by Marvel this week where they had... Oh, and of course Rick is now going to get a copy of Ghost Rider finale. Apparently... Are you and, sure it's not Ghost Rider finally? No? Okay. Final no. E. Just final, checking. Final E. Ooh. Uh, apparently, so this is actually issue, like, issue number ninety-four of the series that was very hot. Looks like in King the nineties. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's sort of the what they did is they actually reprinted issue number ninety-three, and the book had been canceled, so they never got to actually finish the work on ninety-four that would have wrapped up everything. And it the is, Danny Ketch story. And it, the or? Danny Ketch story. They were, which see, this is farther than I actually read in Ghost Rider. It turns out that the Ghost Rider we see now that's going to be in the movie. That's the demon Zarathos, Zarathos yeah. who is attached to Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Blaze. By, that's the original. Mephisto. By Mephisto. But the uh, ghost rider that Danny Ketch was, we knew it was a different one because he had different powers, uh, turns out to be an ancestor of his named Noble Kale, who was damned and then attached to his descendant to be the ghost rider with the new pennant stare and special superpowers for the 90s. So the problem there was I had totally lost interest in Ghost Rider at that point, as did most of America. So I don't think that anybody really knew about that. And the creative team had been given – actually, the original creative team was brought back on. The original artists of this run of Ghost Rider were brought back on, told to, they could have one issue to wrap everything up. And so – and then and – then, I know it ends in tears. It's it's sad. It's, it's a tear. It's, maybe it's so lame. Uh, it, but but they were told they could, they could wrap it up and be, and apparently there was a miscommunication in the Marvel offices during when they were uh, under bankruptcy filing and, and things were in chaos in the head office. It didn't get communicated and the last issue never actually got published. So it never got finished. The checks weren't cut. All that. So now, just in time for the movie in two and a half weeks, aren't you? Thrill on your edge of your seat, Lon Lopez, waiting for that wait. Ghost Rider movie. I can't wait. All right. Well, this is a great example of where an inker makes it. The Mark Texera stuff that is in here is just so much better than whoever does Lon Well, the other thing, wait, I, okay, I read the, the this this run that they, they relaunched mm-hmm. with the Danny Ketch thing or whatever, and I thought he got the powers from, he found a bike in the graveyard. He and, found a bike, yeah, absolutely, he did. He so did. how did his ancestor... Put himself on this bike. In I, the don't graveyard. I don't know. I don't. That's lame. It hurts. No, that's, lame. It was the nineties. It was the same power. The same. I mean, it really. Excuse because I st- I stopped re- reading Ghost Rider because of the same thing. Like Darkhawk had the same origin, uh, and I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that look in Rick's eyes. Darkhawk. Eh? Who was Darkhawk? Co- and this cover is. God awful. I mean, yeah. it's but it's there to appeal but it's a to the '90s style. It, yeah, it totally no, is, and it's appealing it's, to the fans no. that were wanted to see this storyline end. And I guess that in some other book, and I don't even remember what, what book it was, that they wrapped up the storyline 
in a different way, and fans didn't like it. So they said, you know, that wasn't what the original writer had intended. So there we go. They brought him in. They let him do this now in 2006. So what? Uh, 2000, we're not in 2006 anymore. We're in 2007. So at least 10 years later. We should have made that a topic tonight. Talking about who we had talked about last week about how sometimes fans just ignore yeah. stuff that's that's introduced in the continuity and you know here we have another example where people are just like nah not buying yeah, it yeah we're not buying it so there you go and it what well, is true I mean fans do want to they'll pick and choose what they want to do I'm hoping to forget the whole civil war thing I'm I'm just I, waiting I for that gonna, to blow but over what, but what uh, Andy before he had to run off did he actually leave he did uh, wearing shades no less no less at night. Lordy, that boy's going to be in trouble. Um, that uh, brother, This kind of offers hope as much as I did not. I mean, I thought it was okay. It just like reminded me of why I stopped reading Marvel at that time period. Because of just how ridiculously complex. Do you need a $5 comic to remind you why uh, you stopped <laughs> buying it? Uh, it was in the preview stack, so I didn't actually pay oh, to no, read five, it. Uh, 475 Canadian. It's 4 bucks. 4 bucks. Okay. 399 Please. 399 Um but it, it offers hope that, that other famous books that got censored would get to be reprinted. Now, this happened once before. Uh, the Elseworlds Annual, which has never seen print in America, was printed and was shredded. So about 1,000 copies. Oh, leaked. is that the baby in the microwave one? Yeah, which I think got repeated, uh, reprinted in Bizarro Stories. Uh, Letitia Lerner, Superman's Babysitter, Super Baby's Babysitter, or something like that, Super Babysitter, that Kyle Baker did. Funny story, but they shredded the whole thing. And and the rest of the Elseworlds Annual has not been reprinted for American audiences. A 1,000 made it over to England. So, uh, you know, they exist, but most of them got shredded. And it's a funny book. It's a funny, funny book. I've seen it in the, the you know, it would be nice to see... The legend of people going, like, there's an Elseworlds of what if uh, Batman were in the Garden of Eden, and the Joker is the serpent, and he nice. goes, it's, it's the adventures of Batman and Eve, and he says, he says, oh gosh, I hope that the, the Joker doesn't unmask me. I can't let Eve know that Batman is really Adam. <laughs> and the Joker, <laughs> there's only two people yeah. on Earth, <laughs> she's not going to know that Where are you Batman. keeping it from? <laughs> so... Wow, Eve was stupider than we thought. Uh, but then it'd be nice to see that. That was what I suggested. But uh, but Andy was interesting. There was a now I can't remember who actually wrote this. It was uh, I think Garth Ennis. And oh gosh, strike me down now if I'm wrong. Had a run on Hellblazer. And this is just totally chap Andy's hide. I'm going to talk about a Hellblazer story, and Andy's not here. Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Uh, called Shoot, which was actually he uh, ended it was a really controversial story that DC refused to publish. In his run on on Hellblazer, Warren Ellis. It was not. I'm sorry, not Garth Ennis. It was Warren Ellis, okay. uh, in which it was part of when uh, John Constantine was running around America, and there was a rash of school shootings, and he had. And it is a chilling story. I've read that too. It got leaked online when it first uh, when it was first censored. So it's a black and white version of it floating around the internet. Phil Jimenez did the art. It's a it's a beautiful book. It's a it is absolutely a scary story. It's one of those just really like can't have a scary story in a Hellblazer right. series. Right, uh, but I think I, yeah. I I don't remember where it happened when it was written in relation to Columbine, but I think that was why DC got skittish, and it offered just a really cold explanation for it all. And I mean, it was scary in that mundane horror kind of right, way where right, it was right. all it was too believable. It was too believable, and it was. It, it's a good story, and it's one of those that are growing in legend. And when you see something like Ghost Rider finale, if they're gonna, if they're gonna salvage the crap, why not salvage the cream? Absolutely, thank yeah. you for giving me the nice alliteration. Yeah, and because there's also another another legendary one, Swamp Thing story. Rick Veitch quit the Swamp Thing when Swamp Thing went time traveling back. He was the right. after Alan Moore. Rick Veitch took over and and. And this one thing went back in time. And at one point, uh, he was going to meet Jesus. And I do not know exactly what DC found offensive about it, other than... Uh, I mean, I guess because he was meeting Jesus. Jesus. But, exactly. yeah, okay, so a team up between Swamp Thing and Jesus probably would offend some people. Draw Jesus as a... As a Person of color, and uh, yeah, but at this at this point in the way the market works, wouldn't it be just the hardcore fans that want it anyway? Yeah, and he quit in protest when they had they said he couldn't do that. 
ultimately, I think he like turned the Neanderthals into some sort of I mean, they were magicians and uh, peace loving, and they were on the track. And it, he found a way to solve resolve the story. But it was clearly you knew if you were reading that storyline, it was leading towards that because the Holy Grail kept fi- kept factoring into it. And that you know that's the confrontation that has to happen. And everybody chickened out. So maybe now, if enough water's under the bridge, Rick Feitch could come back and finish that. It would, it would be great if the people involved could do that. Sure. Let's see those legendary stories that we know existed, that we know you know could easily be finished. Swamp Thing and Da Vinci Code. Because I, oh, I don't care about Noble Kale. No. Uh, and clearly nobody else does because he hasn't been mentioned in 10 years either. No. So, you know, but there it is. And But I read that book and I thought, yeah, again, how 90s. But I don't I don't buy this stuff because this is so far out of the continuity of the current book and it's not going to be related at all to the movie. And so they've, they've got, like, what, four? I'm seeing four different Ghost Rider covers over there on the shelf. And they've reprinted the uh, and they've created the Essential Ghost Rider paperback as well this week. Which, at least that's going to tie into some basics of the movie. But they're flooding. They are flooding the market this month with, yeah. with Ghost Rider products. And it's not unexpected, but it's just at, a, at some point, holy cats. I mean, how... On the other hand, Lon last week was really excited about the fact that, you know, what a fanboy's going to say, hey, it's a Ghost Rider movie, right? And I, I went back and I looked at the commercials and I just love the scenes where he's coming out of the water on fire and dripping. Yeah. And, okay. I'm going to confess this. It, I, I saw the commercial again the other night. I think, it, I think they ran the commercial with Heroes. And it's like, it does look cool. I'm yeah. just afraid that it's, that's all it's going to do. It looks cool. The technology is there to make anything look cool. It's going to come down to story. Because this is the thing. If you watch the the, uh, the Shadow movie with Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. and, and you don't want a, con- a continuous storyline that makes any sense, it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there are parts. I don't know. Well... I like All I know is that scene where he's he's riding the motorcycle alongside the old ghost rider on the flaming horse. Yeah, yeah. Right there, that's worth my ten bucks. Come on. All right. Yeah. Come on. You said that about an epic movie. Fanboys. What happened to me? Uh, you had a blast. But anyways. Movie. Yeah, oh, I by did. the way, on the ghost rider on the Ultimate Alliance, one of his alternate costumes is the Phantom Rider. Cool. Okay, I got to bring this up. I don't know if Lon mentioned he probably did. He's got some kind of cheat code we got to write about because he's unlocked costumes and powers. I didn't do it myself. I found it online. So but it, I got to have time to get back to it. Yes, but, but uh, apparently you can. He's uh, you have have you played as the Silver Surfer now? Yes, a previously awesome. unplayable character. Yes, you can fly around and shoot. Cosmic beams, it's awesome. Can he flash the human torch while going through a subway train? Um, I haven't looked close enough, but I do think I saw silver balls. Excellent. So I don't know. Very good. Very good. Uh, so let's uh, switch over uh, companies. I'm going to bounce back and forth the things that are annoying us this week. I mean, I'm not necessarily annoyed, but I think, did we talk last week about the image, the preview image that DC put out with the Statue of Liberty all broken up? And what was that for again? I don't think we talked about I don't it last think week. We talked about it. Okay, well, DC released this teaser image about that is supposedly related to the next event that happens after 52. And in it, there's like the Elseworlds Batman. With the the pirate one, the, with the scimitar and the you know poofy sleeves and everything, he's on one edge. Uh, the question is lying down dead. Uh, Max Lord is of course dead there. Uh, Blue Beetles, back. I think Blue Beetles dead. Uh, he was alive, I think, like walking or like he was walking over the rubble. I thought. I'm not, I thought he was lying dead too, but maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. One thing is that if you look really closely, there's also like the Adam's gloved hand is coming out of the ground, like it's either like he's been buried under rubble or. You know, he may be dead. And there's a Legion flight ring, a tiny little... And, and Superman... Oh, that's why I thought we talked about it, because I I, I, said, I, I published it and said... We published it on Friday, though. Yeah, and Superman was weeping like Lon at uh, Gridiron Gang. Wow. So, uh, and... Because Superman, it's not that he's always portrayed as the one crime, but, but it's like... He's the most in touch with his emotions. Yeah. And he's, that's very manly. He's okay? Not afraid, he's a strong man. There's he's nothing not wrong with that. A strong man cries. Exactly. A strong man cries. What?! Manly, yes, but I like it too. Oh dear, Steve. Even that was a- Steve Simonetti, store manager, throwing his little commentary. And but you know what, though, even it. even an android can cry. I've read that somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah, okay. wrong company. Oh, okay. yes. Uh, but uh, the thing is, then uh, the rumor is now that that's this is the next crossover event, the next major event, which is Countdown. And they wait, released- didn't we just have a countdown? We got to count up. 
Yes. No, well, the countdown. Well, oh, this is the rumor is, oh, yeah, and I, I'm saying this is only rumor, but that it's another weekly series that 52 goes to 52, then countdown begins with 51, 50, 49, oh, 48 to zero. Rumor. Um, so I'm going to lay it out there. You know, if it's as good as 52, I won't mind. But if it extends 52 and then it makes it another, I have to wait another year for it to. The well, Dan DiDio gave an interview, uh, you know. He and I are not friends. Uh, he inter- does all his interviews on Newsarama. They get all the stuff. But that's okay. I admit that. You know, We're dilettantes at the game. We do this podcast. I'm happy. Dan DiDio gives an interview on Newsarama. Are you really not friends? Or do you just, you mean you don't, no, don't like the guy? I don't know him. I, uh, I shouldn't say. I, I met him. He's a nice guy. I met him once. Yeah, he's, but he wouldn't remember me. That's all I'm saying. He's chill. It, I'm just saying in case he's listening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we don't I, want to start rumors. Love that to be your friend. We yeah. would like to be, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's You're like. You're not I, unfriendly. I, I'm not unfriendly. Yeah. It's okay. not, you know. I just I, want I, to clarify I, that, Dan. I don't think there are any professionals that are actively campaigning against me. No? No. Yet. No. 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 Pretty sure. I mean. I don't unless think I, unless Keith Champagne has something against Keith does you. not have a thing oh, against okay. us. No. No. Okay. So you were He's talking. Okay. You were saying, but Dan Dio gave an interview today. <laughs> See, I knew we would uh, we would meander. Uh, that uh, Keith, uh, Keith Champagne, Dan Dio gave an interview today, saying they released it with a quote that he said today. He, I wish I could remember what the quote was, but it, it was biblical, very obviously biblical. And he said, "I was informed today that it was from the book of Jeremiah, when I thought it was from Genesis." So that's another clue, people, okay. that because the group that are auspiciously absent from all this stuff. Has been the Teen Titans, the the new gods, the fourth world. Everybody's is absent from there, and I think Mister Miracle and Big Barda are in the picture. Yeah, I remember that game. So Big Barda is back, and kind of the one year later, she's appearing in. in, And and the other seven, uh, the other Mister Miracle appeared in Seven Soldiers of Victory. Right, but that's not part of the overall crossover thing. So. That's what Countdown is going to deal with, is what does New Genesis do and what does Apocalypse do in the wake of all this changing of reality? They've been suspiciously absent. Just as, and maybe one of you guys can correct me, I noticed that one character suspiciously absent from Civil War is Rick Jones. Yes. I think you're right. Didn't we talk about this last week? I don't know if we actually talked about Remember it. Remember, we, we, had, we had talked about it at dinner. We talked about it at After dinner. dinner. Okay, so yeah. and, and we haven't disproved this. You Where know. is Rick Jones? Remember I said he's the one behind Civil War. Right, so that was Lon's theory. And the Rick Jones connection comes up because last week also they did the Civil War, the return uh-huh. of a character near and dear to Rick Jones' heart, Captain Marvel. Yes, Captain Marvel. Uh, the actual Marvel returned in a really freaky way. Not invalidating the earth-shattering death of Captain Marvel graphic novel of Not, 1981. You don't think so? uh, no, I don't think. It, well, no, I'm bitter. I, I, then let's talk about that, Rick. Get it out there. Get it I out just, there. You're bitter about the so return. Lame. I mean, I don't, you don't need another slice of time return superhero, and the first guy he runs into is the Sentry. Because the Sentry so, ties it all together. Oh yeah. But the problem with this, and the problem with the Sentry is that it, if anybody remembers the Sentry within the Marvel Universe, it's a, it's not only like certain events are there, like whole chunks of their lives are drastically altered that the Sentry keeps erasing, like a time when the Hulk was as gentle as a puppy. We never read that. But, you know, like he wiped that out, and, and then there's a Captain, and somehow he and Captain Marvel were friends. Wait, but then, okay, here's a nerd uh, uh, go ahead. nerd rebuttal. Go ahead, nerd rebuttal. Doesn't Captain Marvel... Nerd butt. Doesn't Captain Marvel have, uh, what's that power he has where he's all-knowing in the cosmic universe? Cosmic consciousness? Yeah, so maybe that's... He has cosmic co- cosmic consciousness, so he maybe... He didn't have that all the time. He didn't have that all the time. No, no I'm just saying. Kept... Maybe that's how he's like, hi, Bob. I think he had it enough that... Just like he'd know all of our names. Because he has cosmic awareness. No, yes, he has to. Ev- he, it's cosmic awareness. They have to. Uh, he has to consciously use it. Like he has to go out there. Instead, he went like he comes out of this time. This like they show him as a younger man going. Oh, there's this interesting anomaly in the middle he's, of space. He's meditating in the negative zone, and he gets and ripped he through. Touches a white dot in nothing, and then gets taken to the present day. Made the warden of the prison in the in the negative zone. Yeah, because he's qualified. Yeah, he's qualified. He's qualified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we and, have some paperwork to fill out. He has to don 
the nega bands because he can't be wearing those around all the time. He's got, especially as the prison, uh, the warden of a prison full of superheroes, he's going to leave those on a table somewhere. Well, I think that if he were to accidentally, like, say, chop, chop, and they click, he would. Uh, <laughs> no, he has to go? raise them above his hands. Oh, or and something. then he would switch places and we'd find say out where Sujan, Rick Jones was. Shazam. Right. We found where Rick Jones was. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Because Rick Jones would get ripped out of the past and suddenly replace himself with, you know, who knows? Wow, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, so. Um, it was a bad idea and not done well. And, um, and hopefully, I think, mistake. You know, it's a um, thing. I just let the dead stay dead. I mean, I can honestly say. One of the most significant I was moments in, in Marvel history was the death of Captain Marvel. Uh, oh, and the even better part the is they tell him how he's going to die, too. Yeah. 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 Ruining well, his see. whole. And they tie it back into Nitro, right? Who is the person who actually started oh, yeah, Nitro. Nitro gave him cancer, which I remember yeah. that. But, you know, and then I think about that, and I was in high school when that graphic novel came out and thought that was like the coolest damn thing oh, yeah. ever. And, you know, we were years away yet from Watchmen. We were years away yet from Dark, Dark, Dark Knight Returns. But it was like this is something that I would show to adults and say, look, you got to take it seriously, man. It's a look comic. At this. It's one of those things where I remember where I was when I was reading that book. I remember the chair I was sitting in. I got I, friends to read that, and they, and they didn't necessarily pick up other books, but they but agreed with me after reading that, like that – Oh, that panel where they just go, he's gone. And it was just like, I didn't even care about Captain Marvel, and I cared. It was so yeah. well done. One of the best things Jim Starlin ever did. Yeah. And it does sudden, it seems cheapened by this. I was okay with the son of Captain Marvel, the genesis. Yeah, because that was not Marvel. Yeah. I mean, let him be dead. And you know. But Rick asked the question earlier, which I think is the name of the segment, is, is nothing sacred? And to answer that question, No. Right? <laughs> wow. I think very, it's nice of you to sum it up so simply. <laughs> I think a, because a very simple thing, yeah. In comics, no. Uh, uh-uh. Peter Parker, you know, is nothing sacred. Oh, take away his identity. Kill Captain America, Bucky. Oh, he, you know, we just he's know dead. him as dead. Nope, nope, he's back. Captain Marvel had cancer and he died. Nope, not yet, anymore. You know, but I, again, I would argue, like the Bucky thing. I still say, when you realize, realize that there was no actual ever, ever any actual death of Bucky. There was no film. There was no film. <laughs> that it was really just sort of a motivation for Captain America or a trauma. You know, that was his weakness. They had no other weakness for Captain America when they brought him back. Because in Marvel, that's always been the thing. That's, you know, it's like, if you, I always remember reading that Origins of Marvel comics, you know. Spider-Man has to be this geeky teenager. The Fantastic Four has to fight like a family. Iron Man, what if he had a weak heart? And what if we ignored it in the DVD animated movie afterwards? Yeah. Uh, we just put a little saran wrap over that, a little green cellophane, yeah. and tape it on. We're nice. fine. We're fine to hold that he in. He has a mood ring on his chest. Hey, it's true. Uh, you know, and that was the thing with Captain Mar- America. What, what weakness do you give Captain America? Man out of time, big deal. Everybody wants to be immortal. Oh, but his partner died. I mean, that was all it was. It was his kryptonite. It was his, you know, so that if you read those first issues of Avengers when he, when he wakes up, you know, it, when... He's constantly like having these waking up from nightmares about Bucky, Bucky, Bucky. So I mean, it was just, it wasn't real. It was pathos. It was, it was melodrama. Yeah. And well, it didn't make it any less real for him. Right. And what Ed Brubaker did did not invalidate that as all at all. And I guess now that we've talked our way around it, maybe that doesn't invalidate it. Except that I would think that maybe if Captain Marvel came from the past, then when he went back to the past, he might be going. Ah, oh, crap, I'm going to die. And it's going to be a different subtext to the... Uh, how does that work? I mean, he, he... Maybe he does something different. Maybe he doesn't save that train load of kids and... They'll do something like, I and, guess, the Legion of Superheroes used to do. That was how they get around having Superboy and Supergirl in there. Was that they? there was a post-hypnotic suggestion placed by Saturn Girl that if they ever learned anything... So Saturn Girl is going to hypnotize Marvel. There we go. We've solved it. Because if they ever inadvertently learned anything about their fate in the 30th century, yes, we've read Legion long enough to know when it used to be in the 30th century, because of the 31st, uh, that uh, you know they would go back in time and they would forget it. They'd forget whatever they learned about their own futures. And so, I think it's all chaos magic, if you ask me. There is no such thing as chaos magic. Oh, oh sorry. 
But there is a really hot Wanda Maximoff somewhere yeah. in, the, in Wanda Gore Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that, you're, now that you're revving up, hey, that's my bit I stole from somebody else. All right, now that you're revving up, one thing we were going to talk about last week but didn't get a chance to in, in all our kerfuffle. Yes, I said kerfuffle. Flash Gordon. Flash. Ah, he'll save every one of us. Uh, I don't think Queen's going to be available for this one. Flash Gordon's getting revived on the Sci-Fi Network uh, to run in the Battlestar Galactica slot. And the thing that uh, has some fans in an uproar is that it's it's rumored that they're just going to cancel that this is the, whatever they're doing with Battlestar Galactica this season. It now explains the direct-to-DVD movie they've been talking about doing because... They may need to wrap up what they're doing because sci-fi either finds it too expensive, too dour. The guys at sci-fi, it's hard to it's hard to gather. I and mean, these are the people that at one point turned down uh, Firefly because they said it was too sci-fi for them. Well, they stopped uh, Farscape because it was too expensive. And I can't imagine Galactica is less expensive than, than that. Farscape. So, so they're going to start off with it. With, then they're going to go to, like, save. Galactica. Original space opera, which I can't imagine being done cheaply. Uh, you know, maybe I can. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I, suddenly, a vision of Buster Crab, but nobody's going to yeah. watch that. They're committed to at least twenty-one episodes of this thing, and they got the the team, the Halmy father and son, Robert Halmy Senior, and I think it's, I think it is Robert Halmy Junior. Producers that have done the, the Merlin miniseries, the uh, oh, those Return of Merlin, guys? the Odyssey. Uh, some of them were better than others. Like the Merlin I, was actually pretty good. I thought. I've heard good things about the about the first Merlin. I've seen the Odyssey, not bad. I didn't see the Odyssey, uh, but they do know how to bring in epic scope on a on a cheap scale, and it could be interesting. Certainly. Sorry. Certainly there are worse producers they could bring in. But at this point, we know nothing more, nothing casting-wise. We just know the episode commitment. We know there's a producer. And it is being generated by sci-fi, which is, I think, a little different than Battlestar Galactica. Now, the fact that it's in the Galactica slot doesn't mean... Because they just moved Galactica to Sunday from Friday. Okay. It doesn't mean that Galactica is canceled, but it has fans nervous that it does... First and foremost... um, They'd be stupid to cancel Galactica because it's got a lot of press for their channel. Um, it's been written up in Rolling Stone, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, I'm just talking about mainstream media coverage on this show, and you know, it's uh, you know, it's 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 who's going to cover Flash Gordon? You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I fanboy planet will. We interviewed the Dresden Files. We'll cover Flash. Two Gordon. Two things. I one. Um, there's a there's something about going out when you're on the top of the game, right? Sure. And so if you ended if you ended it right, and you bookended that series so that it's a piece of art and it ends mm-hmm. solidly, that's not a bad thing. As a fan, sure, I'd like to have another two three years of great stories and stuff. But you, you like can go ahead and tell stories. I mean, would you like them to find Earth and live on a dude ranch and have their children have super strength? I'd like to have the Cylons and humans living together and interbreeding. And oh, no, I'd like to have them all posing in Playboy. There you go. Um, especially the Asian one. We're <laughs> referencing, but back to your. Back we're to referencing your, apparently that in the February issue of Playboy, Trisha Helfer is that the one? Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, right? No, that's the prisoner. Uh, no, her, no, she's, she's six. model she is, six. She is model six, she's, but but uh, they don't call her number six. Do they, they call her Caprica? Caprica, okay, Caprica Six, whatever uh, that she's posing in Playboy, and apparently those are actually new shots. They're not. Uh, no, yeah, she took them just for the. For yeah, the, uh, so they're not shots that were. Uh, and again, going out on the top of your game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, well, we'll see. I mean, I. Farah, are you listening? For me, I, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't know why. I, I mean, I do know why I love Flash Gordon. I mean, because I was a little kid. And so watched the Buster Crab serials and thought those were cool. You know the best one of all? The Filmation cartoon. The Filmation cartoon was, was awesome. really good. And true and, to the book. And that's available on Books. DVD now. And I just got... Is that the one, The Defenders of the Universe? No, 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 no. no, no. no. There was a, it was actually done as a serial on Saturday morning. So it was the same time they did a Tarzan. It was actually yeah, not it was a bad Tarzan Yeah, it was done by Tarzan the same series. guys that did Tarzan. So Lou Scheimer, 
I think filmation. What, what year are we talking here? What era? Uh, late seventies. Late seventies, oh, okay. very early, like nineteen eighty, probably seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. Filmation, French score. I must have missed it, that. I, I think a lot of people did. It oh. is available on DVD, and it is a really well done because they don't skimp on anything. They put the costumes that Alex Raymond did. They didn't try to modify they had all it. The races. They had the yeah, as 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 much fun people. as I got to admit, and I am such a fan of that movie with Sam Jones and, yeah. and Max von Sydow. I love that. I love the Queen. That soundtrack. was kind of camp. Though. It was campy, yeah. but they, and they tried to modernize things and make it all make sense. And you know, no, the uh, the original one, uh, the, the the animated series actually set it in the 30s, did it, you know, put it there because yeah. at one point they imply that Ming uh, has allied himself with Hitler, and is like sending. And they had an over. He, Ming has an overarching plot throughout the series over episodes. It's not just like plot of the episode. Right. Of it's an actual serial. It yeah. really was an actual like. And and I don't have it on DVD, and I would love to get it because when you because it's the truest to the form. But yeah. I just love the character. I love the idea, and I, I you know. But how about that tree stump scene with uh, Timothy Dalton and uh, Sam Jones? That's great. Come on, that's you know. Oh boy. That's some good stuff. Golden's alive. <laughs> is that on DVD? Can we get that? On I think that sure is on is. DVD. Is oh, yeah. Actually, my brother gave that. it to me. My brother, my, my brother gave it to me. So and then, Flesh yes. Gordon was true to this. No. <laughs> you know what's weird about Flesh Gordon? It actually I, is fairly close. It's to fairly source. close to the source material. Yeah. Which I, I've never seen it. I don't know what you're talking I about. I saw Flesh Gordon in college, long before I went, met my wife. And decent uh, stop motion animation for the period. I know. <laughs> I, uh, Phil Tippett. I think somebody who went on to become like. A big, uh, big special effects guy actually did that. It's, it's not that bad a movie, yeah. and I think that was the disappointing thing about it. it. Was like, this was supposed to be crap, and it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I think the sequel, which is more like, there's a Flesh Gordon two oh, or Flesh is. Gordon Returns. I, I've never seen that, and apparently that was just really that was just I, straight up porn. You don't want me to say Flesh Gordon comes again. No, no. <laughs> that was a golden age in the like seventy two and seventy four when they really were trying to actually give serious plots to adult films. And, uh, like, one of the guys, uh, the, I think the guy that played Flesh Gordon is, like, up in San Jose, or he's in the Bay Area. And uh, he uh, he tried to claim, because I have a friend who, like, took a class with him or something, and he tried to claim that he did not know that he was going to be in an adult film. Well, that that's method acting. acting. That's method acting. That quite possibly just thought it was, like, an R-rated film, and then the hardcore stuff was the added in later. Just try and seduce hmm. me. What's his, I, what's his name? I'll look him up on I IAMDB. I, I, uh, is there an IAMDB? The Internet Adult Movie Database. I didn't know that. No, okay. I'm kidding. I just made that I mean, up. You can look at Flesh Gordon and you'll see it. Yeah, he's there. And, and, and I don't know. I, I Certainly there's been a case before that, like that Caligula with uh, Malcolm McDowell and Peter O'Toole. That, uh, Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Peter O'Toole did not know he was signing on for an adult film. Yeah. John Gielgud. I mean, the well, only why do you think he changed his name to O'Toole? <laughs> he, he, he's Irish, man. Oh. Doesn't that mean son of Tool? Don't mock oh, okay, Peter so. O'Toole. Do not mock Peter O'Toole. I'm not mar- mocking him. He was in Supergirl, man. Sorry. Which is also available on DVD. And I thought it was interesting that in all the flurry, they released it at the same time as they released all that other stuff. And didn't advertise that at all. Supergirl just went beep, out into the market. I never saw that one. That's the one with, where she's magic or something. Hell, uh, she's no, she's on, not. But uh, she has to fight a sword. She fight, fights a witch. Yeah. Which was actually at one point was going to be the plot for Superman 4. And Dolly Parton was supposed to be the witch. And then what? Christopher Reeve wouldn't do it. After um, after what's the, after Richard Donner left the Superman and then Richard you know after that all that and when they finished Superman the movie one and two thing and they decided that the, the goal was that from three forward it was going to be guest stars would fill would bring in more audience you'd have Superman and some kind of this celebrity when, this was when Russ Meyer for a small <laughs> period of time directed the Superman I don't movies. know. Uh, but I Christopher can't stop Reeve, staring at her chest. But uh. Christopher Reeve was not going to do four until later he got some kind of artistic control, and we all know how well that worked out. Uh, and, but they'd had a script commissioned for four. I don't think it ever got completed as a Superman movie. It was called Superman 9 to 5. But it was going to take him up. Because logically, what, what, you know, one of the things that Superman's vulnerable to is magic. So I thought, well, that made sense. Bring, her, bring yeah. on a witch. Yeah. Okay, fine. Create some sort of scream villain. And then... You know, a couple years later, there's no Superman 4, but there is Supergirl, and then there's the the witch who's Faye Dunaway. Uh, and then, she, and then she witch plays a witch. Yeah, in, right. uh, 
Was that Mommy Dearest, wasn't she? Uh, yes, she right. was in Mommy Dearest, yes. Didn't she play a witch in that one, too? No, a yeah. different letter. Oh, okay. Yeah, Faye Dunaway and Brenda Vaccaro are in Supergirl with Helen Slater. And uh, and then Jimmy Olsen is the linking character, so they have. Uh, but Peter O'Toole is yeah, a, what else was that guy doing? Peter O'Toole is a Kryptonian, <laughs> and I would say honestly, honestly, that Supergirl is worth watching at least once for Peter O'Toole's performance. Okay, he is, is he drunk in it? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's my favorite year. Oh, okay. Uh, he, oh, come on, we know he's drunk in all of them. Please, mm-hmm. but there we go. So mm-hmm. we got that Flash Gordon, and then we've got Heroes this week. Wait, before we move on to Heroes, can I just ask? Did they have they said what direction with Flash they're going to go? Or are they going to go the serious? More? We don't. We don't really know anything mm. at this point. Okay. We like they called me up, but um, well, got, if you're out there listening, sci-fi, ring a ding. That'd be nice. Call in. I mean, it can't all be people that think Andy's funny. Others must be listening. <laughs> yes, but heroes, heroes. It needs a theme song like that. It doesn't even really have any good theme music, does it? It's just sort it of should. Like, it's got like a parallel oh. thing. Yeah. They show the solar eclipse, which I still think figures into that somehow. It's that image that's at the beginning is is it's always there. It's never explained, and I think I think it's because it. once the once the, the eclipse came, they all got their powers. No, no, we know that can't be because this week uh, the Christopher Eccleston character has clearly had his powers longer than anybody longer than anybody else. People have known about their powers at different times. That's been established because if Claire, the cheerleader. Uh, her parents had powers, and they, and the yeah. oh, that's and right. That's right. her adopted father did say uh, to to some other character that that was a, they, that the parents had he thought they were dead, and and that's when he took the baby. So he knew he took the baby, knowing full well that she was going to have powers. So right because they thought the baby died, but we all know she can heal. So they probably had this little burnt baby, and then all of a sudden it went and it was unburnt baby, and then he was kind of like, wow. Thanks for that mental picture. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm taking this unburnt baby Mon home. Is channeling Andy. Right wow, now. it's an unburnt baby. Woohoo! Um, no, I think. Can I have an unburnt baby, please? I think there was an implication. Are you with that? Yes. Uh, I think there was an implication that the parents were allegedly murdered. We know now that's not true. Yeah. But that they. And got, we know that. No, that father, can't. What do you mean allegedly murdered? What do you mean? I think that the father thought that he had killed her parents. We know from the preview. on purpose. Yes. We but know. but how does she find her in the phone book? If she's hiding... I'm not saying I've thought this theory oh, okay. through Thank that you. well. Thank you. It's sort of like, how is Sulu Hero's dad? I, he came back from the future, man. He's yeah. not Sulu. Oh, I'm sorry. He's right. Mr. Hero. He's Yakamura. Mr. Isn't that his name? Yeah, Yakamura. Yakamura. So. But getting back to Claire's parents, yes. we, know from the, we know from the preview for next week, her father wears a watch. <laughs> That's all we know. And it's Lindemann. It's, it's Lindemann. Dramatic, I, I'm going to guess watch. that her father is someone who we have seen many times. Ah. And uh, my guess, it's late enough in the week we can spoil. My guess is that her father is Nathan. Petrelli? Mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought when I saw the shirt. Because he's the only one who wears Because like, you've got to go with an implication. The thing is, Nathan Petrelli was aware he could fly and hiding that long before he would admit it to Peter. He yeah. does not like having a power, and that power kicked in at a very bad time. And he has sex with women. He cheats on his wife. We do know that, but, I, you know, I, I was thinking that the implication with the wife thing was that he was cheating on her after the accident, right. not before. Because he hadn't had any in a while. Because of the par- uh, because she was paralyzed and he felt guilty about that, and that's why he... I don't, I don't think it's Nathan. I think it's somebody else. I okay. think it's going to be Lindemann. Maybe. We haven't seen... And his haven't... bagels. I don't think we've seen Linderman, so it's possible. Well, they've got to show him eventually, right? I mean, yeah. But it has been for two weeks. I think your complaint, Lon, was that this is two weeks of, of just filler. holding us in place. I think not so much filler as trying to catch up the people that had heard all the hype. Yeah. Which is filler for us, but for them. So here's the thing. So I'm over at my mom's house. I don't know. This big, it sounds weird. All these stories that say, I've been over at my mom's house, and I watched this. Uh, and I said. Do you watch Heroes? It was like nine, it was about nine o'clock, and I said, "Do you watch Heroes? Because I want to watch Heroes." And she said, "I tried to watch the the first episode. This is like halfway through." She was upset because she thought it was about people. It should be a show about people saving people each week. I said, mm, "Yeah, that's what uh, reality shows shows like before. cops. That's like save like me. cops, save me." Yeah, okay, uh, and. And then I noticed halfway through, and I said, you know, don't worry, Mom, there's going to be, like, exposition that's going to catch you up. And, of course, sure enough, there was when uh, Nathan goes to Suresh and says, and he goes, 
here's the list. My father's been working on this. I'm like, how many times do we have to be told this? My mom still didn't get it. Did anybody else laugh at the scarf he was wearing towards the end? The Indian guy? That was bizarre. That was just bizarre. Did you see it, though? It was a poor poor costume choice. What are you doing? He's he's Doctor Who. It was a Doctor Who (laughs) tribute episode since Christopher Eccleston was involved there. Uh, and a lot of implications there, a lot of mysteries, but we're just we're just getting so few clues. And I think it could, I would like it to move just a little bit faster, and I could be happy. Give me a few more bones a week, yeah. and you know, oh, they had some good moments. I, I love the bit about you know that. Claude Rains can only be seen by Petrelli Jr. because he's got his because he's absorbing the power. Absorbing the power, and so uh, that's that's brilliant writing. Yeah, I mean, good ideas. I mean, yeah. it's a great plot, great characterization, and I just think they're writing dumber than they need to than they need to. Yes. Be. Yeah, it's because I, I want when I've watched Lost, I'm still really haven't caught that far up with it, but watching Lost, which is what Heroes is in one way trying to emulate, yeah. and it, and in full defense, I don't think they're writing dumber. I think editing and directing slower. That they're, they're okay. dragging it out. They're dragging it out on purpose. Yeah. Not well. I mean, I, when I say writing dumber, I don't think it's. I don't mean that they that these guys aren't good. I yeah. mean that they're writing so that just that so that the lower people comment. can catch on. Yeah. And I don't and I I, I don't and like that pandering. Yeah. But shows 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 that have been successful prove that you don't have to do that. Lost doesn't do that. Lost yeah. Lost has a good fast pace. But it's okay because Heroes is proven successful. It has been renewed for a second season. It went head-to-head up against 24, and they thought that was going to blow it out. It beat 24. Although, again, in a sad commentary in America, both were beaten by two and a half men. <laughs> Take that, Denise Richards. <laughs> but anyways. She did. Daniel else uh, noticed, too, on Heroes, the guy who does the fire with his hands. Yes. Anybody else notice he looks like one of those Geico cavemen? Anybody else catch that? I wanted to, like, when he was doing that with his hands, I wanted to be all, so easy, a caveman can do it. I like the Claire's mom thing, the subtle thing about her power, where they just show her hands She's a fire starter. She's a fire starter, and her fingers light up, and she lights a cigarette. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if her character was the Drew Barrymore fire starter character from the Stephen King movie? Why not? Stephen King. That'd be awesome. Tie in. Which I wanted to say, of all the things, the Marvel Spotlight books each week, you know, or each month where they have, like, they interview new people and they do the job that basically all the internet fan sites and wizards are trying to do. Uh, I got to say, Rick, if you didn't buy it, you need to buy it. The Spotlight book? The Spotlight book on Dark Tower. Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Because I I read that last week and said, Rick is going to go nuts over this. It's the first time that I've read one of those and gone, I'm so glad I read that. Yeah. I'm so excited for this book. It's not to completely horror Dark Tower. It doesn't need our help, but there it is. Uh, and uh, I received a note before Mr. Mead left in a huff. That was that was quite a huff. I thought it was a prima donna. It was a Vega. It was a puff. It was a uh, but, uh, Captain America does end at 26. There is no number 27 solicited. And 26 is half of 52. Holy crap! This is bigger than I thought! All right, back to conspiracy. So, uh, Andy's, Andy's theory that Captain America is going to die? Yes. Yeah. Andy is theorizing that. Time will tell, but there you go. Well, so. it's like we said earlier is nothing sacred? No. No. So, there you go. Not a thing. If they go for he's a clone, if they do a clone saga, I'm going to kill him. Be a clone. Be a clone. All the world loves a clone. All right, let's stop there. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, no, for heaven's sake, pull the brakes on us, Lon. Because we are out of things to talk about, I think, and therefore we go. We think. The, would you put that away? If you've got a, a Wonder Woman of. What? If you've got a Wonder Woman of the Week, which is a segment we couldn't do this week because we just didn't have oh, a Oh, you know who candidate? I'd like? I'd who like this like? week. Uh, her name is Sophia Varaga. I think she's in that uh, show. Um, Nights of Prosperity. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 definitely. Sofia Vergara. Vergara. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Just because she, she talks she, like Charo. She's probably the only thing that keeps me coming back to that show. <laughs> That's the only okay. reason I watch so that I think show. I'm going to try and find some time this weekend and get pictures of our two pre- now. Sofia Vergara makes our second Wonder Woman of the week mm-hmm. and uh, kind of post those to see what we think. Oh, we had three. Uh, Liz Taylor, oh. I think, was a... <laughs> Uh, Kathy, Older woman, the, Kathy Lee oh, Crosby, okay. uh, Norm Crosby. I think we suggested at one point. Uh, no, no, we're right. We had, we have. Get Kelly Ripa, and then it could be like a campy, fun 
Supergirl. I mean, uh, Wonder Woman. The girl from, uh, from Serenity and Firefly. Serenity yes, Firefly. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She's our very serious candidate. So, yeah, I put the three of them up and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll give a little archive of Wonder Woman of the Week and see. I think it's a great. And uh, I won't. Put, Gina Gershon is she too old? Wait, don't uh, don't don't one a week, man, save dude. They're it. all coming to me right now. Save Sorry. it. Write it down. You, don't please. spend yourself. Oh, you look what if Lucy Liu, Asian? Can we go that way? No, we can't. Damn. Okay. Because uh, at one point, I think she was in the running for Electra, and people freaked out. Oh, that would have been hot. No, I would have totally bought that. Yeah. More than Jennifer Garner. Mm. Well, we'll see. Oh, God. So if you have any suggestions or comments or criticisms, write editor at fanboyplanet.com. Well, come down to the shop. Hang out. Absolutely. Come down to the shop on a Wednesday. It's open mic night evening. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and yet nobody took us up on that offer. Where's that guy that just kind of would walk by and go, Actually, it's, you <laughs> know, like, correct who us. Who was that mass man? Correct us when we're wrong. If you want to know that, uh, so email me or go on the forums. But, you know, the forums right now, i got to clean out a lot of these uh, Cialis people. Damn them. They keep coming back in. Uh, so uh, there you go. Uh, I'm out. I'm Derek McCaw, <laughs> editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I stepped on Rick's thing. Go ahead, Rick. I'm Lon Lopez. <laughs> Fanboy Plan is the only place I buy, buy my comics. <laughs> I don't think he sounds that masculine. No. I was, uh, thank I'm you. I'm crying. <laughs> I need to go watch a rock movie and weep. <laughs> so clearly, I'll do what I say and not as I do, and use your powers only, only for good. good. like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. They're not, okay, they're no, not I'm getting something. I just don't. Are I, you? I, I, I don't know. Could just be the headphones. No, no, I heard you. Oh, Ooh. you are. You are hearing. You're hearing something as far as. Yes. That's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he's humming. That's the point. I, you know, I can hear it through here. So. You should be hearing the voices through yes. there. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Andy, you can take the headphones off. You'll still be hearing the voices. Mm. Yeah. We were trying to work out a crap scheme. With I'm here to guys. warm up the audience before you start. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job. Thank you. You'll be here. All you've been with me for years. So actually, if Rick I'm Rick Red Schneider, everyone, Rick Red Schneider. If I'm try the tune. If I'm Ed McMahon, I'm just supposed to laugh at Derek's jokes. You're, 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 you're stuttering, John. You're Jackie the joke man. No, you I'm are so correct, not Jackie sir. the joke man. Yeah, you are. Not so with ten-sided dice, eleven is what you want to roll. Eleven and nineteen. A ten-sided die? Yeah, if you're playing craps with ten-sided dice. You want to roll an 11. Yeah. Or if you or you roll the point, so say like that. You mean a 10 and so, a 1? So there's a 16, right? So that's my point. If I roll an 11, I crap out. Okay. This is, this is playing craps with D&D players. Steve, Steve earlier today rolled 16 the hard way. <laughs> I'll bet he did. I'll bet he did. Let's begin, Let's shall begin. we? Are we, saying, are we going to begin by saying goodbye? Yeah. How about I just get mad and storm off? All right. <laughs> it's backwards day on. No, actually, I think that'd be funny if you did. The, the, the best. The, yeah. Living well. That was it. <laughs> is it served cold? <laughs> Living well, served cold. <laughs> I don't know why I looked at me. The best dessert is served cold. <laughs> cold. I could so go for Jello right now. Uh, there's always room for Jello. It's not the best dessert. Jello. I'm out of here. It's <laughs> okay. the we'll say some gold. And living well. Living well is the best revenge. Who said that? Revenge is best served cold. Voltaire? Jane Greystoke. Tarzan's wife? Yep. I don't think she was the first. <laughs> she said it in one of the Tarzan books. When Wait geeks argue, that's great. That is so great. It's like, Are you sure it was, well, his last name was Greystoke? Yes, yes. he's Lord Greystoke. You no, his, his, he was Lord Clayton. She's no. Jane Clayton. Jane Clayton. Clayton. Jane Clayton. Right. John Clayton, Lord right. Greystoke. Lord However, in the Disney movie, ah! 
Clayton is then made into the villain. Ha, ha, ha. And they never mention the Greystoke ha, aspect. Ha, yeah. Can we point out that Andy was right? Can, yes. can we point that it's out? It's too much for my fragile yeah, psyche to bear. This is all going to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you want to know why I know that? Strangely enough. I'd like to know. Back, if you trace my family tree, I'm related. <laughs> no. This is you are the great Mangani. I have I have a Greystoke um, surname in my in my mom's side of the family. Yeah, and they were Lord Clayton. He was Lord Clayton. Uh, okay. no, he was Lord Clayton, but his last name was Greystoke. No wonder you like monkeys. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. and when I, was a, when I was homeland. when I was a young boy and I started reading Tarzan. I said I was, you know, running around the house screaming something about you know Lord Greystoke or something. And my, and my mom thought it would be very interesting to inform me of that. And it so was, it was reversed. Yes, it's, it's reversed. I'm not related. Sure she wasn't just to, I'm not related to Tarzan. No, because he's fictional. And as Philip Jose Farmer <laughs> and so am I established, it's actually Xantar. I'm a, I'm assuming that the podcast is 15 minutes shorter because I'm not here. I think that's not a bad thing. It may just seem 15 minutes shorter. Ooh, oh, oh, zing! Rick is on fire tonight. Okay, we've got it. We've got the thing. Little... <laughs> what? You're not recording? Oh, wow. Well, that's for the outtakes. Right, yeah, that's what we're That worked. We uh, we found yeah. the thing that'll cause. I just is he on cough medicine today or something? He's no, he's totally, Andy. Totally oh. different today. He's Andy. I had a look at. I had a break character for a while, and it's taken me a while to get back. In. <laughs> okay, let's uh, begin, shall we? Okay. And it's uh, Wednesday, January. 3rd. It's National Gorilla do we Suit do that? Day. Start it clean. It's National Gorilla Suit Day. Is it? Yeah. So what's that? What's the, the uh, monkey that. suit? I uh, love Gorilla comics? Suits. The, uh, <coughs> I don't know. Monkey Suit Press? I don't know. <coughs> 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 I'd like to remind everyone listening to use your powers only for good. Thank you.